0: welcome to influence the podcast
1: i'm christine and in today's episode, we're going to discuss our September book co- book club book. Why can I never <laughs> get these out anymore? I don't know. Um, it's like a new trend you're starting. Yes. Okay. So we read The Thousandth Floor by Catherine McGee. But first it's time for our weekly love and hate. So Christine, what was your weekly love?
0: My weekly love is I switched to some living proof products for my hair um I was going through a bit of a rough patch with my scalp and my hair my hair was getting greasy really quickly no matter what dry shampoo and stuff I was using and I got a really dry scalp so I switched shampoos and conditioners I've been using a scalp scrub and I think I finally have my hair back to normal um this may sound like kind of like oh okay but I think for anyone who suffers from like a dry scalp and like you end up having like dandruff and all that. You're like super self-conscious about it and nobody yeah. wants to have to deal with that. So, I switched over to their perfect hair day shampoo and conditioner and then I also picked up a trial size of their detoxifying shampoo and my hair has been amazing since I started using those.
1: I'm going to have to look into those too because I also struggle with that um especially this time of year. Like my yeah. hair gets really oily. And like, I have to wash mine every day. I'm not, I wish I could be like those of you who can go like days between washing. I cannot. Um, so I need to like, look into that.
0: I really like it. It leaves my hair. And I also got their Perfect Hair Day Styling Cream. So that's pretty much all that I've been using besides like one other Bumble and Bumble product. And my hair just feels so much healthier. Um, my scalp like hasn't itched or bothered me at all. I get dermatitis in different areas on my scalp very easily, especially when the weather is changing. So yes. those products, I picked them up at Alta and I have kind of a funny story to go along with that. I ordered like store pickup because I didn't want to go in and like be tempted to spend hundreds of dollars. (laughs) So I ordered the shampoo conditioner and like all of that and went into the store to pick it up. And I had gotten an email that said, oh, sorry, like with purchase, you were supposed to get like a deluxe sample size was like this tiny little tube of one of their styling products, I think. Well, they were out of it. And I'm like, okay, no big deal. It's just like a little sample size. Ulta sent me a $25 gift card for the inconvenience and even called me to apologize.
1: That is why I know we have talked about this before, you and I, that I prefer Ulta to Sephora. Like, if I can find the product in Ulta instead of Sephora.
0: Sephora probably would have spit in my face when I walked in the door (laughs) for some reason. (laughs) Like, you bitch. How dare you? Uh um, wrong. Honest. Yeah. So I couldn't believe, like, I mean, it was just a sample. I mean, it was probably worth like maybe five dollars. But they emailed me, like, I didn't complain or anything. And it was like their Ultima customer service, like, we're so sorry you were inconvenienced. Here's a $25 gift card. Please let us know if there's anything else we can do to be of substance. Like, that's
1: awesome. Damn,
0: Alta, good job. Yeah. So Um, for those of you though, who do suffer from dry scalp and things like that, I was using a tea tree shampoo and conditioner before, and it just wasn't, it was not doing it enough for me. So I've switched and so far my hair has been like frizz free, really smooth, shiny. So I am loving the living proof products.
1: I know. I feel like we've kind of been on a hair journey with you since we, we started have. this
0: podcast. Yeah. So I'm
1: glad to hear that you found something that you think is working for you and I definitely want to try these too.
0: Yeah, and they're pretty they I mean, I'm not going to say they're super cheap, but like compared to like Orbea or something like that, they're not at that level. So I think my shampoo was $25. Um, and it'll last me for quite a while. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that is my weekly love. Lindsay, what is your weekly love? This
1: is something a little different, but I have set up screen time controls on my phone, so I will stop being on social media all the time. I, I need to do the same thing. And The reason that I started doing it is because... I am just really swamped at work. Like I've been working about like 50 hours or more a week. Um, And I'm like actively (laughs) trying to get things done during those hours. Um, You know, with the podcast and with the blog and just life, we're all busy. And I was spending far too much time like mindlessly scrolling Instagram, especially in Twitter. I'm on Facebook some, but not as much for some reason. And I just was wasting so much time doing it, not even necessarily engaging, just, like, watching people's stories. And I have some good goals for this podcast and, like, for my blog, and that doesn't include wasting hours doing that yeah. <laughs> nonsense. Um, so I was spending a lot of time online every day, even sometimes on my lunch break, which I really need to take a break. And I've been trying to bring a book to work so I can read. I would spend like an hour Mm -hmm. just scrolling Instagram.
0: It's so easy to just get sucked into it. Mm -hmm.
1: So instead I have set up this control. So it like locks me out of all of the apps. Are Um, you
0: using um, the one that's built into your iPhone?
1: Yes, I am. Okay. And it's really easy to set up and it kind of, the only thing I haven't figured out yet, which I need to dive into it a little more is like, if I can have more control, like it kind of just has like a set number, like, right. like set apps for mm-hmm. it. So it's like, here are these social networking apps. Well, LinkedIn's included in that and Pinterest. And I would yeah. like to like take those out. I really just need it for like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna play around with it a little more. I'm sure there's a way that you can do that. But I've got it cut down to two hours. I want to set it to an hour eventually, because I think that's enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Even with I,
1: a blog. You know, all of that.
0: I need to get better about scheduling my social media content ahead of time. Um, I don't do it all of the time, but for like generating posts that I want to put back on my feed and things like that, um, that is helpful because once I'm on there, like on Instagram or Facebook or something it's hard for me to just get off immediately. So yeah. that's one thing I need to be better about. But I'm looking um at um, the app limit right now. Mm-hmm. And I need to set this up. And it shows me that already today, and I was doing some research like on Pinterest <clears throat> and I was on Instagram and stuff. I've already been on social network, like social media for an hour and 40 minutes.
1: Right. That's what um. Yeah. you don't realize how much time like you're wasting. And I mean, yeah. I know like your scheduling posts, we're doing research, like for some things I, I totally get it, but I, I personally waste a lot of time on there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like, I have a free moment. Let me pick up my phone here. I'm going to take a break. Let me pick up my phone. And we're always picking up our phones. Too. Yeah. yeah, um, I do too. <laughs> yeah. And I can't do anything about it during the day because I am a writer. I have to be on the computer. But holding my phone, like, in my hand, like, the way I have my wrist, like, it's, it's not making the situation any better. So I'm getting blocked out, like, pretty, like, much, like, by the evening. Like, I can't mm-hmm. get online, which is great because I need to sleep, too. Yeah. I would rather read at night or spend time with Jason and not be scrolling Twitter. I mean, there's nothing good that comes from doing that sometimes you know it's like oh here's another article about something that trump has done and (laughs) you know it's a privilege to be able to take a break from that and but you know i'm gonna take it
0: it's really funny i was with someone recently and we were walking like an outdoor shopping area and we kind of made a comment about how every single person you walk by is constantly on their phones you go into restaurants Families are literally sitting there. The kids have, like, tablets. The parents are on their phone. There's no conversation happening. We're sitting in the doctor's office. We're sitting on our phones. Like, even in the car, like, it's illegal in Georgia now to be on your phone while you are driving. You still see it constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just realized that I need to be better about it because I need to be more more present with the people that are in front of my face. Yeah, me
1: too. I think we all need to need to do that you know um i i see a lot of people who um like instagram story like date nights mm-hmm. like the entire thing and i'm like i i've been guilty of doing that myself but you know you really need to be present with your partner or with your friends or with your family and yeah there's a it's okay to take a break i think
0: i think i talked about this on here before i can't remember but I went to a media event with Dermalogica and the president of Dermalogica, I sat at the table with her and we were talking about being a blogger, an influencer and all of that. And she's like, how do you handle social media and still have a life? Like, what do your... Um, spouses and, you know, family and that, what do they think of it? And I came home and I asked Rob about it because I think he realizes that I'm not, I mean, sometimes I'll be on Instagram and I'm just wasting time. Like I need to be off my phone Me too. Yeah. But there are other times where I am doing work and my work, like I need to be better about setting like certain hours and i asked rob about it and he was like you are on your phone all of the time he's like and i know a lot of it is because it's for your job but he's like i don't want to feel like i'm competing against a phone and ever since then i've tried to be better about it so like even if we go on date nights and things which doesn't happen needs to happen more often Uh, um I try to not be on my phone because I want him to know that like, I want to be around him and spend time with him. He's not competing with the phone, but right. And that's like, you're important. You know, Instagram is not more important than you right now. No. So I think that you have influenced me to do the same thing and to put up um, some screen time controls and just see how, how I can benefit from that.
1: I really think that most of us could. And I started feeling guilty um, earlier this week because I'm not interacting with people as much as I have been and doing all of that. But I just, I can't. Like, I need it for myself. Yeah. And for my, honestly, I'm kind of at a breaking point right now. I've just had some, like, I've talked about a million episodes this month has been very hard. I am very overwhelmed and something had to give. And for right now, that means engaging less on social media. It's not against anyone. Like, I still love following everybody, but I'm just not going to be able to
0: spend as much time doing that. Yeah.
1: It happens.
0: I mean. Right. Right. There's life outside of social media, like not everything going on in my life is going to be on social media. So sometimes when I'm quiet, people are like, are you okay? What's going on? And I, and I appreciate that because the fact that they miss me means that, you know, that's great. And I'm glad about that. But at the same time, there's, you know, other things on my life that I'm not sharing on social media. Some parts of my life have to be kept private. Yeah,
1: I'm the same way. Yeah so um that was my love yeah, <laughs> hopefully we can, uh, yeah you've influenced you know, me yeah um hopefully some of you can get influenced to do that too you know i'm not we all i think are guilty of this at times but just know that it's okay to put that phone down you know yeah. to set some limits for yourself
0: and i'd love to know also if you i mean obviously not everyone has an iphone If you use a certain app that you really like that has been beneficial for you, please share that with us. Um, I'm curious if y'all are setting up limits, how you're going about doing that.
1: Yeah, me too. If There's like a different way. And like I said, I just kind of did this earlier this week and I haven't spent a lot of time in, uh, you know, setting it up. So I'm sure there's a better way to customize it but if you know something better please let us know
0: i do like though that it's like built into our phone though oh me too yeah i like that okay you want to move on to our
1: weekly hates
0: uh yeah so i have talked to Lindsay about this before and i've posted on instagram speaking of social media (laughs) i posted on instagram about this loop giveaway that happened and it was with um, Scott Disick, who on Instagram is let the Lord be with you, Lord Disick. For those of you who don't know him, he's um, the Kardashian um, ex-boyfriend of Courtney, And he's still relevant and everything. But anyways, he runs these loop giveaways pretty often. And just to let you know, he has a 22.7 million followers on Instagram. I didn't even, like, look to see, but that's yeah. outrageous. So he has 22.7 million followers. The picture is already gone, of course, because it's a loop giveaway, and it's already been taken off of his feed. But it was a picture, um, I don't think, let me look on Kim. Um, it was on Kim Kardashian. Yeah, it's gone. She was on the cover of this picture. And basically... You pay to be in this loop giveaway. And I have talked to several people who have it on good authority from people who um, know information about the people that were included in this loop giveaway. Paid at least $30,000 to be a part of the giveaway. So what happens? (sighs) Kim is sitting on stairs. There's all kinds of Gucci stuff around her. You follow all of these people that are on this loop giveaway. There were 75 people. You follow these businesses, brands, doctors, influencers, and you have a chance to win $30,000 in all of the Gucci products. Well, loop giveaways to me, they're just kind of fraudulent. I mean, I think, and I've said this before, like when I first started blogging, I did them. Obviously, I wasn't spending $30,000 to be a part of it, but I would sorry someone's doing their leaves if it's really loud <laughs> welcome to suburbia Mom and hop. Mom yeah and hop. sorry y'all um i can't control when um yard services are happening
1: <laughs> but you know, we had one whole podcast i don't mean to cut you off where the, my neighbor
0: was pressure washing his entire house so you know, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> yeah. So I really apologize now if you're going to be hearing leaf blowers in the background, but it is what it is, y'all. I don't know what else to do. Um, but with this giveaway, there were 75 people that were included on the giveaway. So you had to go and follow all of these people for your chance to win the 30 grand and the um, Gucci products. So. There was a blogger. Should I say her name or should I keep that private? Does it matter? What do you think?
1: I I don't like this person anyway or her husband if it's –
0: is it the one I'm thinking yeah. about?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, say their name. Like, okay. call them out. Um, so, Sassy Red Lipstick. She is a blogger who now has 602,000 followers. I took a screenshot. Before she did um, this giveaway, and she had like right around 500,000. I checked Social Blade, which is where you can go online to see. um, Sorry, that sound is really throwing me off. Um, I checked to see like how many followers she has gained. She gained over 142,000 followers from this giveaway a hundred forty two thousand followers these are people who are just following her because they follow kim kardashian and they want a chance to win thirty thousand dollars and all of this it was also told to me that someone who has participated which i've been told she has participated in these all of the time um they went from making nine hundred dollars per like social media post to now charging seven thousand dollars for the social media post wow. because of the followers that they have gained through these loop giveaways. That just 30000 fucking dollars though, to be a part so, of this giveaway. That's what I think my first problem with this is, and maybe
1: it's where I live. I live in a very poor state. I know many people who don't even make $30,000 a year. Uh, I'm not trying to money shame anyone at all. And I understand that you have to put money into your business. Uh, Jason owns his own business. We have to invest money back into the business. Mm -hmm. I I completely understand that. Putting $30,000 into a giveaway for fucking Instagram, excuse me. Yeah. That is so disgusting to me that anyone would do that.
0: Yeah. I want to know... Someone even asked me, can they use it as a business expense, as a tax write-off?
1: I would think so. I mean, well, we work with an accountant um, and, you know, they always recommend, I don't make a lot of money from my blog compared to all of these people involved in this giveaway. Um, But, like, they say anything that you buy for your blog or anything for Instagram That could include makeup. That could Mm -hmm. include any fashion that you're taking pictures of. That's a write-off. Yeah. I don't write that stuff off. I, I really just file pretty basic taxes. But I would imagine if you are, if you say this is, for my marketing for my blog and see or that's what Instagram, Rob that said I would
0: think that you could write that off I talked to my husband about it and about how it irritated me so much and he could not understand why I was so irritated about it because he basically said it's a form of marketing and that's, I was like we're gonna have to agree to I disagree. would imagine
1: that they would phrase it to be able to write it off I'm not yeah. saying that I'm right on that uh, but that is I would imagine that Yes, that it is. I
0: would think they could frame it that way. That's what I'm assuming. Um, I just told him we have to agree to disagree on this because our views <laughs> right. are just not going to be the same. So, this person is working with brands who I would love to have the opportunity to work with. Because she's a part, and I'm not saying she only has followers because she's participating in these, but she's gaining so many followers because she's putting money, tons of money into these stupid loop giveaways. And it's allowing her, And this is a whole, I mean, we've talked about this before. We're going to talk about it again, but she's getting all of these opportunities to have brands notice her because of her numbers, Mm -hmm. because she's doing shady bullshit like this. Oh, yeah, that's why I always um, have a problem
1: with this. And, you know, I, I've, I've said it that I did a loop giveaway earlier this year. I would never do one again. I was feeling very shitty about not growing, and everybody else was doing it. Kind of one of those things. So I decided to do it. I didn't feel good about it. And, you know, I know people are doing those and actually buying followers yeah, and they're getting a lot of opportunities that I'm not. Yeah. And that can make you feel bad. And I can understand wanting to grow so you couldn't get those opportunities, but I still don't agree with it. And I myself did it.
0: Yeah. Um, and I did it when I first started blogging and honestly, I did not understand what I was doing, but I pulled up her, um, social blade And she gained one day 42,000 followers, one day 68,000 followers, one day almost 12,000 followers. Um, So she has gained an extra 110,000 followers this month. But you can tell that she's been doing this because she loses followers. And I'm talking tons of followers every single day. Now, I will say I went through my Instagram and I unfollowed so many people. I have been losing followers also because it's probably like, well, she's not following me. I'm not going to follow her. That's fine. Whatever. But like, I think I said this before, I wanted to clear up my, my feeds because there were people on there who I just don't want to follow anymore. And that's okay. Like we can move on. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say that since I've done that, I've noticed that my um, follower count has gone down also, but You can tell from hers that she's been doing some shady stuff because there's a lot of like every single day, like 100, 600, 530 and more that she's losing followers. But then instantly then she's gaining 42,000. She's gaining 68,000. Yeah. So for those of you who aren't bloggers, you might be wondering like, why is it really that big of a deal? Like my husband, it's marketing. You're getting your name out there. I don't see it that way. I see it as brands paying to work with this person who there are so many things I could think of that I would do with $30,000 for my own business, my own blog, rather than put it in a loop giveaway.
1: I I agree. I mean, because we know how this will work out, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I I don't get why people are still putting all this money into Instagram. I don't get it. I don't know what they're trying to prove. And- what are you proving by throwing money at buying followers? It's not like you grew authentically that way and that you're so great that you now have 600,000 followers.
0: You bought them. Yeah. And how do you consider yourself an influencer? You're just buying your follower. I I don't know. I just, it was one thing that just really got me this week and I was kind of like, okay, (laughs) it just, it really got me. This one really got to me.
1: Yeah, no, it did me too. I, I hear you. Yeah, um, and
0: there were a was, lot of people talking about it too.
1: I just kind of piggybacked off of you because it also irritated me. And on a much smaller level, it's happening every day. Yes. Uh, and I, I get it. I really do. It's hard. I haven't grown at all really in the past six months. And, you know, you do get passed over for opportunities. You don't get invited to things. It makes you question if, if it's you, if it's because I don't have these followers on Instagram and I've just kind of had to get over that. Um, I concentrate on my blog. I'm still blogging three times a week and I'm hoping that's enough. And I don't, I'm at the point of if it's not, then it's not like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to keep throwing money at an app that I don't own. Yeah. And I I don't want these followers who
0: are just going to leave. Yeah, because that's what they're going to do as soon as they don't win what they're supposed to. And, I mean, they're smart about it. You go back and you delete the post. So some people will just forget that they even followed you or they won't remember. But, I mean, that person gained, like, over 100,000 followers. But, and I don't know this for sure, but we know it was a a large amount of money. And even, like, Kim Kardashian to them, like, she's getting money from all this, too. I was just shocked. I don't know. I was shocked that she was a part of that. I don't know. I just,
1: I for don't some follow reason, them, like any of the Kardashians or any uh, a J, a Kardashian <laughs> adjacent people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't understand what, if they're just, are they just doing this to make money? Like, is this just a money making scheme for them? Like, are they not better than that? I'm not being, I'm not being rude. I, I don't get it. Like, what is the purpose?
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, they're making money off of it. But like this blogger has, I mean, I have never been one to really follow her. I got a lot of messages from people saying I followed her. I loved her. Why is she a part of this? And then I kept getting more messages from people saying she's been doing this for a long time. But then there were like doctors involved. There were um, raising pains. Um, that mm-hmm. one Blagiano's, up. like um, Nasty Gal was a part of it. Oh, yeah, um, Yeah. And there was another one I can't remember, but I went through. So the way you can figure out who's participating is he changes his followers to the people who are participating in that loop giveaway. So there were 75 people that they had to go and follow. So you can go and see all of these people who paid in to be a part of this giveaway.
1: Mm.
0: So um, some shady business. I wanted to talk about it because I did get quite a few messages about it. And it just really irked me and a lot of other people I saw. So um, my yeah. other thing really quickly, and I sent this to Lindsay. I will post about this. I'm curious to hear your thoughts Um, for those of you who are listening. Also, there was a fashion brand who featured sweatshirts that had the names of schools where there were school shootings. The sweatshirts had bullet holes through them. Mm. They were saying it's to raise awareness for these, you know, school shootings that are happening. Is this taking... Like, they said it was basically art, but it had an important message behind it. Is it taking it too far? I I think
1: so. I don't... I don't even... The fact that we're even having this discussion... (laughs) Is crazy. That it's even happening. Yeah, and the, the discussion itself, it's like, why did someone think this was okay? But why is it even a thing that they've had to talk about? You see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it's absurd that this is happening in schools. It's absurd that anyone thinks this is a good idea. And what is their purpose on this as well? Like, is the money going to go to some organization that tries to stop this? No, I'm sure it's it's not. Okay.
0: I, don't, I didn't see anything about that at all. And I have to say it was an Atlanta designer. So that made it even worse for oh, me. Oh, I don't even think I realized that. Yeah, it was an Atlanta designer. It was just really creepy seeing models walk down a runway. And the one I saw was Columbine. And the shirts had been, like, yeah. distressed. And they were, like, supposed to look like bullet holes going through them. And I just looked at that and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? Why? So I'm curious, like... I saw some people who was like, you know, it might be really, like, upsetting to look at, but it's true. And I, I don't know.
1: It I is, just, is. I'm curious
0: but... to see what other people think about it.
1: I, um, you know, it, it is true, but it's still very unnerving to see a shirt that says Virginia Tech yeah. with bullet holes in it. Like, who's going to buy is- that? I know. I know. And it, it's still this is something that is still so we talked about this with the 9-11 thing people are still dealing with this yes like it's not time there's never a right time for this kind of thing and if and again i've said it 20 times in this episode what is the purpose right are you giving back but there
0: you can raise awareness in other ways that isn't offensive i don't think that they were giving any of the proceeds i don't remember reading anything about that i will research it but i will put the link below so you can see it um i just saw it and i was like wow i mean who's gonna buy something like this like oh i really wanted to support this you know well first of all the money's not even going to anyone like are you gonna wear this to the grocery store or something like oh i'm in my cozy you know sweatshirt that's supposed to look like you know bullet holes i mean
1: i know i I can't imagine anyone who would think it was a good idea to wear this i would shame someone for wearing that out in public
0: i would love to see you go off on someone walking through target (laughs) with a sweatshirt on
1: (laughs) truly i can't what kind of person would say you know what i think i'm gonna buy that and wear it out when i run my
0: errand it's absurd to me the things that we see happening nowadays just really baffles me sometimes. It, it really me does. Too. There
1: are a lot of designers that make uh, Gucci always has oh, very God. racially offensive. Yes. I think it's Gucci, right? Yeah. They I think always so. release this very racially offensive products and other brands do it as well. And I'm like, there has to be someone who has some sense on your staff that says, hey, this is a really horrible idea. Yeah. This is racist. This is fucking terrible. I How don't does understand. it get through the How chain of command war? and everything?
0: Yay. Like, who is not sitting there thinking, okay, you know what? This is taking it a little too far, guys. We have to, you know, take it a step back. Let's rethink this. Like, you know, I don't know. I just, when I saw this, I was like, thank God I have a podcast to talk about these things (laughs) (laughs) because they just kind of baffle me. And I know that there's also, and I don't want to spend a lot more time on it so we can get started talking about the book. There is a commercial out now. And I believe it was from the people behind the Sandy hook organization. Have you seen it? Yes, I watched part of it
1: yesterday.
0: And that was hard to watch. And someone said, yes, it's hard to watch, but we've done it ourselves. It should be like on every single TV channel and every commercial because the people aren't going to fight for these children and that yeah. this is what we deserve to see. I can see that
1: more having an impact than these damn sweatshirts. Yes. If you're going to do something to make some noise, then do that. And yes, yes. we have, we should have to watch it because we, uh, you know, this keeps happening. Yeah. It's not getting any better. The politicians aren't trying to make it better. They're going to make sure you don't have your jewel to smoke. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, you uh, you're going to be able to carry a gun into school or wherever else you want. Yeah, apparently
0: there was um, a meme that someone had posted and it was, I'm not going to remember it. I'll try to link it, but it was someone talking about the government taking away their vaping rights. And the person um, was like, it said me and then like blank. And the picture showed um, a guy with a, a woman with a noose around her head or something. And it was basically like females, you know, with vaginas like, Oh, this is your first time. Like the government taking away all of their rights it was hysterical. Oh, wow. I'm probably not yeah. translating it correctly, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, welcome to the club, bud. Welcome yeah. to what females go through all the time. Sorry that you can't vape anymore. <laughs> yes. So we'll we'll post all of those um, yeah. in our show notes. We're riled up today. We really are. <laughs> they should have heard us before this, before we were talking. Um,
1: we have some fun I Hope episodes Plans.
0: Yeah. Um, we and do. that's kind of what we were
1: talking about. So I hope we have some serious ones. We're trying to do a good mix of everything, but we're going to take a couple of deep dives and talk about some other fun things. So we were
0: really really going before this episode <laughs> we definitely were um we probably since um this is a book review episode yeah. if you have not read um the thousandth floor quit listening to the podcast at this point because we're going if gonna, you want to read it yeah if you want to read it and you don't want any spoilers Quit listening at this point because we don't want to spoil it for you. Um, But if you did listen, obviously, or if you did read the book, keep listening, obviously. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get started. um, Talk about The Thousand Floor by Catherine McGee. So I found these
1: questions, I believe, on her website. I wanted to cite them i can actually cite them in the show notes um i wish i would have come up with these on my own but i was kind of just looking around for ideas and found these questions and going through them it really made me like the book more which might be weird but and there were some things i hadn't really thought about and it just kind of made me think about it a little deeper than what i did when i was reading it so hopefully you'll like these questions too
0: And we hope that you guys enjoyed that. We offered you a chance to pick our book that we chose for this month. Um, We just Lindsay came up with the idea actually. And I think it was genius for us to give you guys book suggestions and you pick the one that you wanted to read. And obviously this one won. I think we will probably do that again. At least
1: once next year. We do have, if you haven't seen, we have chosen our books for the rest of the year. You can find those on Instagram, Instagram, and facebook i'm sure we'll share them again throughout but um we have those all picked out but we will be looking for new ones for the next year so i'm sure we'll try to do something fun again with that definitely
0: so let's go ahead and get started um do you want me to well let's just like quickly what did you think of the book
1: i won't lie i was not excited to read it as much because i read I really wanted to read the other two like more than this one though. I'm glad you all chose this. I would never have picked it out on my own. Yeah. This is so our, really...
0: our first young adult book that we have read. Yeah. for the
1: podcast, And I never would have chosen this one. So I'm really glad that you all picked it because I, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kept me engaged. I read it like within a couple of days. I was really into it. Like parts of it I thought were kind of silly, but i I actually liked it more than i thought i would and it really kept me interested but what about you
0: um i really liked it i had read it previously but it had been quite a while so i had to read it again because i wanted to make sure that i was kind of brushed up on it it's basically to me like a futuristic gossip girl and as someone who loved gossip girl It was one of the main things that had me wanting to read this book before because everyone kept saying, if you love Gossip Girl, you're going to love this. If you love Pretty Little Liars, you're going to love this. And I wrote down some key words um, that came to mind when I think about this book. Backstabbing, secrets, betrayals, romance, um, drugs, alcohol, Lots of hookups in futuristic Gossip Girl.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> see, I've never watched Gossip Girl. So when you said that, and somebody else may have said that to me too. I'm like, I don't have any reference point because I've never watched it. But I, could, I kind of know what it's about. So I guess I could kind of see that Gossip they Girl, are very
0: wealthy. The, it, Gossip Girl is basically very wealthy kids who lived in New York City. They lived in Manhattan. And this is the same thing with this book this is um in the future the year 20 what is it i think it was it was 2000 something like oh let me look 2118
1: i can never remember this uh 2118 yeah yeah
0: 2118 so it's a futuristic um young adult book and the thing that we've kind of seen with futuristic books is most of the time they're like a dystopian type story this is not Mm -hmm. this is just about a group of not all not everyone is wealthy obviously but very wealthy kids living in this tower and this tower is like everything is in this tower. There's a central park in the tower. There's aquarium in the tower. I think that there were museums and everything. And it went up to a thousand, the thousandth floor. One of the main characters, Avery, she was the one who was genetically designed to be perfect. She lives in the thousandth floor. It's basically the wealthier you are, the higher you are up in the tower. So yes. I completely understand like where they're talking about the gossip girl type vibe. Cause it totally was, it was like drugs, alcohol, hookups, secrets, betrayals. It was everything gossip girl. So if you did like gossip girl, I think you would really like this book. And it was a, it was a
1: different kind of YA um, book. Yes. I read one of the other choices that we had for the month. It was completely different than anything I've ever read. So it, it's, I don't know. Like I think you I think you would enjoy it if you haven't read it.
0: Yeah. I did. Um the whole premise of the book is it kind of starts off and you don't really know what happens. Like it kind of leads in with this sentence and you know that someone fell off the tower. You don't know if they were pushed, if they jumped off themselves, why they were on the tower like on the roof. And you kind of read the book and it's based um, like each chapter is narrated from a different character. So you're getting, I believe there was Lita. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce these names right. But the, yeah, way, the, names are hard. the way I read them in my head and I heard them was Lita, Eris, Rylan, Watt, and Avery. And it kind of follows their storylines and a couple other people who were in the book also so you're reading to figure out who fell off the tower and i will admit that the ending shocked me it's not what i thought was going to be the ending
1: yeah i um, i definitely didn't think that
0: the person who fell was the one who was gonna fall yeah so So. the first the first question sorry not to cut you off no no. Um, The first question that we had that Lindsay found, it says, why do you think Catherine McGee chose these five characters to narrate rather than other characters such as Atlas, Cord, or Mariel? How do you think the perspectives of our five narrators change the way readers perceive the other characters?
1: I really hadn't thought about it, but I kind of wish that... I don't know if in the other books, if they dig further into the
0: other characters... I really wish they would, though, because I yeah. found
1: Cord and Mariel especially to be very interesting.
0: I wanted and- to know more about their their storylines. Mm-hmm. Like, Me I wanted too. to know more about them. Because they were in the book, like, a lot.
1: Yeah, I know. And I, I would have loved to have heard their point of view. So I kind of wish that we would have had that. And I'm wondering yeah. if we do in the other novels and
0: i did get the other um novels to read so i'm going to continue on with the series i had a hard time answering this question um i don't really know if it changed the way that i perceived the other characters um maybe a little bit but my main complaint was i wanted to like hear from atlas cord and mariel i wanted to hear more about things from their point of view um so i kind of wish that they would have narrated also Okay.
1: In the prologue, the girl who falls thinks only of the past few hours, the path she's taken that ended here. If only she hadn't talked to him. If only she hadn't been so foolish. If only she hadn't gone up there in the first place. How did your interpretation of those sentences change over the course of the book? Were you surprised by the ending? Why or why not?
0: I definitely didn't think that it do. You, how did you, you think it was Iris? Eris? How did you think it was pronounced? So Aris. we're on the same. Aris, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, um, I didn't think it was going to be Ares falling. I honestly thought it was going to be Avery. I did too. Yeah, I did too. I really so thought so. I was shocked when I'm thinking about it from her point of view, it's so different because I I don't know. I just was totally expecting it to be Avery. I had it in my head the whole time it was going to be Avery. So when that happened and she was. Eris, iris (laughs) whatever she's called Eris. she kind of like started off as a character that i didn't really love and then she kind of had um a reality check and she basically found out that who she thought was her father is not her father so Mm -hmm. she was not living at like the top level of the tower anymore she was knocked down to like the bottom of the tower which is pretty much where like i think they would consider like poor people and everything to live yeah um so she kind of had like a little bit of i don't know her character changed and i grew to really like her she was one character i think i actually liked
1: i think i did too because she didn't start off kind of like i really hated all a lot of these characters like i just wanted to kick their ass like yeah these are teenagers. They're brats. Um, but she, I mean, you know, so much stuff happened to her. She was humbled. So at the end, I really enjoyed her. And yeah. I hated that she was the one that died. Like, yeah. I wish it would have been somebody else. I didn't want it to be Avery. I kind of wish it would have been Lita?
0: Mm-hmm. Lita know, was a character that at first I thought I was going to really enjoy her storyline. Nice. And then to me, she just turned out to be for lack of better words, the bitch of the storyline. Like she was, oh, totally. she yeah. was the villain. She was just such an odd person to me. And I think we're going to talk about this in one of the other questions, but mm-hmm. I just, I had so many problems with her, but one thing we we have to address here. What did you think of the storyline between Avery and her stepbrother Atlas? Uh, that was, well, not, I mean, it, it was her stepbrother. He was adopted into the family. Yeah,
1: I I didn't. That was weird to me. I can't. I mean, they weren't blood related. I understand. But they still were raised as brother and sister. And I can't imagine. It was just a weird storyline. I don't know. What do you think?
0: A lot of people, when I was reading um, reviews on this book, just trying to see like what everyone was thinking, Mm -hmm. they couldn't. A lot of people didn't even finish the book because they were so grossed out by that. So nobody,
1: people couldn't get past that. People
0: could not. There were a couple of people that were like, you know, they weren't related. Circumstances ended up, you know, they were in each other's lives, but they were not related like by blood.
1: Which I understand. But yeah, it was hard kind of for me to get past too. Like it was hard for me to feel, I guess, compassion as Mm -hmm. much for them because it was just strange.
0: Yeah. Um. And it's kind of interesting that it happened to Avery because she was the one who was, like, genetically designed to be perfect. And right. yet the one thing that she wanted in life was something that she really shouldn't probably, like, be having. Couldn't have. Right. Exactly. Um. So that really kind of, I don't know, that whole storyline kind of threw me for a loop. Um. I could get past it because they weren't related mm. by blood. I mean, it's not ideal. Um. I don't know in real life if someone told me that happened to them what I would think, but um, I, I was just shouldn't
1: really. Have you ever read? This is totally going off topic, but the flowers in the attic yes, series. Yes. I read that and watched the movies, so if I can get over that again, <laughs> it shouldn't be that big of a deal to yes. me. If you've never read it, um, it's very crazy, so yeah. I won't go into it because we're not talking about that today, but basically like a brother and sister, like siblings are locked up in uh, an attic, attic, and yeah, they end up, yeah, yeah. they yeah. Uh, hook up and everything. And they're blood brother and sister, so if I can get
0: past that... Wasn't that also the movie Blue Lagoon? Wasn't that also, like, a brother-sister thing? You know, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I think. I don't know. Anyways, that's a major, like, point of the story, is we had a brother, like, I mean, adopted, but still brother and sister, like, in love with each other. Like, nobody knew where Atlas disappeared, you know... He was checking in with Avery, but no one knew. And you find out why he disappeared is because he's in love with his sister, and he was trying to not be around her. Yeah. And um, yeah. I don't know. I had to bring that up though before we moved on to other questions. I don't don't think it's one of the questions. Yeah, it's not even one of the questions, which I was kind of shocked by because
1: yeah,
0: that's one of the first things that like, oh shit, like that's a major (laughs) uh, storyline there it is it really
1: is i'm surprised that wasn't added i should have gone through here and added that because it it was a it really kind of changed the course of the novel
0: yeah um we can move on to our next question standing alone on the roof avery thinks about the tower Beneath her bare feet was the biggest structure on Earth, a whole world unto itself. How strange that there were millions of people below her at this very moment. Eating, sleeping, dreaming, touching. Later at church with Mariel, Eris feels connected to the strangers around her in a way that surprises her. Considering these two moments, do you think that living in a thousand-story supertower would be exciting or anonymous and lonely?
1: i put probably lonely, but honestly, it would probably be kind of exciting to i i couldn't i really had trouble picturing how it would work i guess Um, i'm afraid of heights like completely terrified definitely afraid of heights i would not want to be on one of the top floors i don't think the thought of it sounds so weird to me and again it was very hard for me to picture but it is kind of weird that everybody's like living in that all those people are living in that one building yeah it's easily everything is easily accessible
0: There's no need for them to go anywhere else because every single thing that they want is, like, in this one main area. Which would be kind of cool in a way. They didn't really go into, like, what's outside of it, though, really, did they? Like, maybe one part of the the, book. Didn't they talk about going to the
1: Bronx or something? So they talked about going outside of it and going to, like, Paris and... A couple of things like that. But yeah, otherwise not really. It was
0: crazy to me that they could go um to Paris in undersea transportation and be there yes. in three hours. That was like, neat. That was one part of the book, like talking about um that they had um hovers or whatever as cars. They had retinal scanners, so, like, when they entered the room, the room would, like, talk to them, know their body temperature, and adjust accordingly. As someone who sweats constantly, that would be my dream come true. Can we make this happen right now? Like, Wait, never
1: mind. I changed my mind. I actually want to look this way. My
0: Google Home doesn't do that shit for me. I wish it would. Like, can my Nest thermostat... Realize this bitch is hot. Let's cool her off a little Let's bit. Cool her off. Um, but I did think that some of that, like they had these contacts basically that were computers. So like, yeah, parts of that I'm like, holy shit, this could be kind of awesome. Cool. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, would you feel like, even though you had everything possible in this environment, wouldn't you want to go out and explore and be in different places? And I, I don't know. As someone who's horribly afraid of heights though, I would be scared shitless.
1: I would be too. I, I think I would want to explore more, but the thought of it sounds kind of cool how easily, you know, you can get from one place to the other.
0: It's not like they were like trapped in a building that they couldn't go anywhere. It's just from what I'm understanding, right. they just have everything right
1: there. Everything there. Yeah, because even Lita, like I'm, you know, it's been a while since I read this. She spent her summers, like, in Indiana or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, they do go outside of it, but I guess there's really not much of a reason to.
0: Yeah. So, I would be up for the convenience of technology, but then in a way, I think we go into this in a little bit in further questions, that technology could be taking it a little too far. Oh, definitely. But if I can be cooled down the instant I walk into a room... (laughs) I'm all about that. (laughs) Let's
1: make that happen. You just want to live in a temperature-controlled environment. Yes, I would really
0: appreciate that.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I'll move on to the next question. Avery tells us that her mother was achingly self-conscious about the way she looked. It was the whole reason she insisted they pay so much, to ensure that Avery would never have to worry about it. Yet, Avery hates when people compliment her beauty. Do you think she would be happier if she looked normal? That's in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how has Avery's custom ordered beauty affected her relationship with her parents and with her friends?
0: I think Avery is that one friend that you have that you're just like, shit. She's so fucking perfect. Like
1: yeah, some of them like made reference to that in the book. That would be very hard to be friends. That with would her. be
0: in like to know that it just wasn't good luck the fact that your parents basically paid to make sure that you were in their eyes, perfect, flawless, everything. Right. That's that's a lot. But to have people constantly just, I don't know what that would be like for people to just look at you and like, all they see is your beauty. They don't see anything else because I think that would kind of, I think it would make you almost have issues with yourself.
1: I think she did. I mean, I think, um, she wanted people to see her for her other qualities, yeah. not just how she looked. And I think, I re- if I can remember correctly, people would say things like, You're so perfect. And she would mm-hmm. say, No, I'm not. You don't know. And I mean, she wasn't. She ha- was harboring this huge, creepy secret yes. um, that she was in love with her brother. So there's it, more to her than just her beauty. Scary. Yes, exactly. There's more than meets the eye. Yeah. So. Uh, Yeah, I definitely think that affected those relationships. I think it didn't seem like she had a very close relationship with her parents. They seemed to be gone a lot, which is probably why she and Atlas kind of Mm -hmm. wanted to be together. They spent a lot of time together uh, without their parents. Uh, So I don't don't know. I definitely think it was more of an issue than
0: her parents thought it would be. Yeah, I agree
1: you want to move on yeah okay Um, thinking about her history with Atlas Lita says that the longer she kept it to herself the more of a secret it became do you think this is a universal truth of secrets that they become more powerful the longer you keep them
0: is it true of the other secrets in the novel I think that keeping secrets can eat away at you definitely Uh, look at Atlas and Avery. I mean, it mm-hmm. caused him to run away. Um, Lita slept and lost her virginity to Atlas. I mean, there was a lot of like, um, these people were all hooking up. <laughs> there was a lot. <laughs> I was trying to think about this. There was a lot of people hooking up here, but like yes. um, Atlas and Avery, I mean, they're their brother and sister and they're in love. That's a huge fucking secret. I mean, yeah. um, and then Lita, slept with atlas well lita i mean i think you would say she was pretty much in love with him and then he just took off well Mm -hmm. atlas wasn't really in love with her he's in love with avery Mm -hmm. i mean and then we have other people you know Watt, who's in you know really liking i don't know if in love but like we have all of these relationships and all these secrets happening and it was just very dramatic I
1: think t- one of the ones that I'm thinking about is Aeris, um, her dad is actually also Lita's dad. Yes. And that secret, instead of it coming out in the open, that kind of led to Aeris's death because Lita was so worked up and mm-hmm. didn't want, she thought that um, that Aeris was having an affair with her father. Yeah. And that wasn't the case. And it's like, if she would have, you know, if they would have been open about that, like, would it have turned out differently? But Lita thought, you know, that that was going on, so she's angry with Eris, and she doesn't really know what's going on, and that secret that Eris is keeping kind of yeah. led to the final events. Um, and also Rylan, I think that's her name, how yes. to say it? Mm-hmm. She was stealing the drugs from Cord, and she was really falling in love with him, but she lets people kind of um, cords brother kind of blackmail her um kind of hold that over her head and mm-hmm. made her uh leave and not want to be with Cord because she didn't want to get in trouble or get you know lose yeah. her sister or anything like that. So all those secrets, uh, they everybody was keeping one. Everyone much.
0: had <laughs> secrets, and it was all screwing over everyone. <laughs> like yeah. if they yeah. just would have been open and communicated, <laughs> yeah. there would have been so much that could have been avoided. But we all know this is a book. That's not how it's going to work. But um, yeah, it just be I th- a lesson to all. You yes. need to communicate. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. When you are in an, a relationship, a secret relationship with your brother, you need to find someone that you trust <laughs> to talk about that with.
1: <laughs> if your dad's not really your dad, that's your uh, friend's dad, mm-hmm. you might want to tell someone. Yeah, definitely. If you're stealing drugs from uh, the person whose house you're cleaning, you know, and then you fall in love with him,
0: maybe you should tell someone that too. Yeah, just, or just if you're a tech genius and you have like this computer inside your head, maybe let everyone know that you're not that smooth and you know you know everything that you have a computer in your head telling you all the answers like answer. oh, all communication, right people. yeah communication it's very important uh when we first meet Erish, she's stealing her mom's earrings and running late to a party where she kisses cord in a closet i forgot they were also hooking up Three months three months later, she's not in the mood for a party, was in quotations, and running after Rylan on Court's behalf. How does Eris change over the course of the novel? What do you what do you think sparks those changes? We kind of talked about this earlier.
1: Yeah, we did. I um Obviously, like she had a major fall from grace. Like she went from one of the top floors to being down in what is considered like the more poor floors. Yes. Um, They were living very superficial life. And, you know, it forced her to be humble when she was knocked down. Um, suddenly her life was no longer so carefree or glamorous like her friends and I definitely think that changed her personality and it made me like her a lot more like she was suddenly kind of the most real character yeah. aside I guess from Rylan
0: I got a little worried there though like when she accepted that basically um, hush money from yeah uh, Lita's dad because she was yeah. off going and buying things and you know I was kind of getting worried but I think that that did, that changed her for the better. It kind of gave her a dose of reality that she might not have realized that what life was actually like for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. It, she um, was one character that I, I don't know about relate to, but the other characters, I was just kind of like, ugh, like you guys are not the best people. <laughs> like I started
1: off really not liking her and then yeah. I liked her towards the end and mm-hmm. it was like the opposite. Lita. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so we kind of talked about that before i mean obviously when something happens like that it's gonna change you
1: yeah ob- yeah definitely so i don't know i really i liked that she kind of just changed and i liked her relationship with is it mariel mm-hmm. um, i liked that part of her i guess yeah same All right, we can move on to the next question. Uh, Rylan and Cord come from very different backgrounds, but they both, both,
0: (laughs) God, I'm sorry,
1: (laughs) but they both lost their parents. What do you think caused them to fall for each other in spite of their differences? And what would
0: it take for them to work things out? I mean, opposites can sometimes attract. And I think that in both of them going through that, um, life-changing event of losing your parents, I mean, there's like, you know, a common thing that they share there that I think that Cord, the, I think that he was a decent person. I think he was that guy that at school threw parties and everything and hooked up with girls and that. But like deep down, he was a good person. And I think the reason yeah. I thought that was especially like when Rylan walked in on him and he was watching old videos of his parents yes
1: i was thinking about that scene too
0: and it just kind of stuck with me and i think that the bond of both of them having lost people that they loved that that's you know a really special bond to be able to share with not that you want to go through that but oh, no. they understood no, like what each other were going through and i don't know i mean but i do yeah. i would always say that opposites attract
1: yeah i agree and I think, too, like, that they had known each other from the time they were kids, mm-hmm. too, because her mom cleaned cleaned for them, Um, that she kind of knew him before, you know, all of that happened. Yeah. And kind of they had that, you know time. You know, they had known each other for a long time. Yeah. So I think that probably helped a little bit too. Um she kind of knew the real him maybe more than mm-hmm. others did. Yeah. So I hope they can work things out because I actually that was my favorite couple. Yeah. of the book and I hope that in the second uh,
0: novel that they explore that some more. I I don't know if you do this or not. This is really random, but I just kind of thought about it. Do you, when you read a book, do you picture characters in your head? Yes, sometimes. Okay. I, I did for this one, but only with certain characters for some reason. Okay. But for some reason, whenever Cord came to mind, I mm-hmm. always pictured, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name, his real name, but he played Logan on Gilmore Girls. So the blonde. The blonde guy, yeah. The okay. one that. His name I is can't think Matt. of it either. Yeah. It's like Matt. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know shoes, what you mean, but like shoe's yeah. tree. I don't I'm probably butchering that so bad. But for some reason, that is what popped in my head this entire time while reading the book That's like rich boy, but like you kind of think he has a heart behind him, you know. I don't I just pictured him in my head. I don't know why. Are you a Logan? Logan? <sighs> I'm very torn on this whole thing.
1: And We're I'm, gonna do a deep dive yes. on the more Girls. We think, by the way, I'm not. If you guys would be interested. Yeah,
0: I'll talk about it when we do our deep dive. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Okay. Yeah. Stay <laughs> <You laughs> tuned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I pictured him for some reason as Cord. That's it's funny. All I can think okay. Of. So I couldn't.
1: I don't know. Like this time. I had, like, people in my mind. Like, I could see them, but they weren't necessarily, like, celebrities. Like, I could just kind of see these people. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. I can see Logan as him. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Moving on. (laughs) How different is the futuristic technology in the book? Hyperloop trains, hoverboards, computerized contact lenses from technology today. What do you think the author is trying to say about society's reliance on technology?
1: Um, I definitely like technology, it didn't really it wasn't like the downfall. No necessarily mm-hmm. of them. So I don't necessarily think that they were saying it was a bad thing. I mean, some of it was like Watts computer yes. being able I mean being able to have that much information on people that's frightening and we may be Heading taking in that a similar tra- uh, trajectory, mm-hmm. um, it was a little scary to think about some of the things that could be reality in a hundred years or so.
0: Yeah,
1: are um, you know we talked about it at the beginning of this episode, but we are sometimes overly reliant on technology, and they definitely were in oh, this. Yeah. I mean, things that things that we do for ourselves now, they weren't. You know, it's like just push a button and it will help you. it will do your hair for you It will get you dressed it will do this and it's you
0: know uh, we may be going down that path i don't know i i when i was reading it i kind of thought to myself you know what we might not be too far away from some of this
1: yeah really the um contact lenses that kind of i was like i wonder if we will see anything like that in our lifetime yeah
0: i don't know and some of the some of the speedy travel that would mm-hmm. be really nice. That would be amazing. Like if I could just take yeah. undersea travel and get to Paris in three hours. I mean, <laughs> right. down for it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, I think you brought up a good point, though. It wasn't the um, technology that was like the downfall of everyone, right? But there was a lot of technology. Yeah, I mean that was such a a main focus, and of, I think it depended upon uh, your level of wealth, also. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that.
1: That's a good point that I didn't. Yeah, I I think you're right. Because definitely when you went down to the lower floors, they mm-hmm. didn't have, like, what was the candy that
0: Cord had? Oh, like, the, the kind of robotic
1: candy. The gummy
0: bears or something that, like, yeah. when you ripped off their head, they screamed or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I know Rylan
1: wanted to take some for her sister yeah. because they couldn't afford them. Mm-hmm. So that's just a tiny little piece of that you know, the different social classes that they were in. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right. The top floors definitely had more access to this technology and that's kind of how it is today. Yeah, definitely. So, um, all right. You want to move on to the next question? Yeah, I think so. Okay. This kind of goes along with the same thing a bit. Um, what guesses a girl's drink at the bar and is accused of cheating somehow? Later, Nadia helps him fill in the answers to a history test at school. Do you think that the way Watt uses Nadia qualifies as cheating? If you could install a quantum computer
0: in your head, would you? <laughs> um, I think some days I would probably want to install a computer in my head. It might make life right. easier. But at the same time, I totally thought it was cheating. I mean, he was answering like Nadia was answering questions for tests for him he knew everything about these people like so much details like they could go into yeah. the security system they could hack in and listen to the conversations in their bedrooms and right that's very creepy it is creepy um, um and I, I thought
1: it was cheating too. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm with you. All.
0: I kind of thought about that though. Like when they hacked in the system, all I could think about was like all of us who have like Google home, Alexa right. and all that, who are probably like, there's someone sitting behind this gigantic, I don't know how it would work, but um, like listening to all of our conversations that are happening in our homes and everything. Yeah. Um, I I didn't think about that. That's a good point. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I got unplugged. ours got rid of our Alexa. (laughs) So um, yeah, I don't know. It it started making like it would just play music out of nowhere, and it would terrify me (laughs) in the middle of the night. So. Yeah, so thinking about it like that, it's because I thought, you know, maybe a quantum computer, the idea sounds great, but I think there's too much information. I wouldn't want to know all of this about everybody. And I, I think, think it's good to not know I every single would be thing a about little,
0: a person. It would be overwhelming. Oh, definitely. Because it's, like, tempting you. You could have every bit of information mm-hmm. you wanted to know, like, by, like, just thinking about it. I mean, because exactly. they basically, comp- like, communicated, like, just by thought. He didn't, I mean, I don't know. The whole thing kind of creeped me out.
1: Yeah, he didn't have to say anything, so.
0: Um, Yeah. So we'll move on. Anything else you want to say about that one? No. Okay. Uh, Consider the proverb, friends are the family we choose for ourselves. The novel features various types of families, from Rylan's deceased and absent parents to Lita's overbearing ones, to the revelation that Lita's and Iris... I keep wanting to say Iris's. Iris's families are actually linked. Do you think that the friendships in the novel are more stable and reliable than the families? What about Avery's friendship with Lita? I put
1: down, like, I actually think they're less reliable. They seemed very surface. Like, some of the relationships unraveled pretty quickly. Um, Lita and Avery's relationship unraveled quickly Mm -hmm. um, when... You know, they kind of when she found out that Lita was trying to get with Atlas and all of that. Um, everybody kind of dropped Eris, except for Avery when she yeah. when they found out what was going on with her. Um, so they kind of seemed like like I said, very surface relationships. What did you think?
0: I thought that they were like kind of shitty friendships, honestly. Yeah, no, they me were too. kind of shallow. They were, I don't know, like if. They just didn't seem to have, like, a genuine interest in the friendships. I felt like if you knew things were going on with people, you would have been a little bit more inquisitive about it. And I think that Avery tried, like, she kept trying to ask Lita, like, you know, where did you really go? Like, because she wanted to know what was going on with her friend. And I think that they were good friends, but people Mm -hmm. can change. And I think the whole thing of keeping secrets about Atlas for both of them ruined their friendship. Oh, definitely.
1: And Lita not admitting
0: that she had been in rehab. Yeah. And it changed, like, that, they changed. I mean, Lita, her whole character, like, from the start of the book to the end, completely changed. Oh, I um, agree. So much. So I just, I didn't think that they were amazing friendships by any means. I mean, not at no, all. No, I don't
1: think so. I think, it, and it was very... They were living life different than I was when I was 17 or 18, you yes, know, obviously. Definitely. But they were very teenager-like relationships, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, kind of
1: immature
0: and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Some of the parenting yeah. also was kind of, I don't know. Like, Avery, like, her parents were never really there. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And just, like, you know, Rylan taking over kind of being um, – almost like a parent like to her sister um yes cord I couldn't, I couldn't figure out was his brother older or younger than him i think he was older okay um uh, yeah. i don't know there was just some things like with parenting that i was just kind of like okay this is odd
1: yeah i don't um like avery and atlas's parents they weren't around a lot it seemed like mm-hmm. so too they were kind of all self-parenting almost in very a way. much so Yeah, I agree. Anything else you want to say about that one? I don't think so. Okay. Well, we'll move on. Um, Dreams recur throughout the novel. Avery dreams of Atlas, Rylan, and Cord both dream that their parents are still alive, and Lita is haunted by nightmares. Eris uses a machine called the Dreamweaver to choose precisely what she will dream about, the way that you might order an on-demand movie. What do you think all of this says about the line between dreams and reality? if you could select your dreams, what would you choose to dream about?
0: It's a good question. I think that being able to choose your dreams sounds somewhat appealing. Let's be honest. Um, sure. But maybe not though at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. I think that um, like when I think about dreams, what is going on in my everyday like life mm-hmm. is a part of my dream somehow. Like, People we miss, situations that terrify us, um, when we're stressed out. Like it's funny, like how our dreams change, like based on what's happening to us.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I I struggle um, with nightmares occasionally, like they're so bad that they will like wake me up. Mm-hmm. And if I could not have those, then that would be great. But I am kind of with you. Like I think dreams sometimes tell us things. Oh, I think um, so you know so i don't know if i would want necessarily to be able to choose them because sometimes i think we are told things they're dreams that I, maybe we're not seeing yeah i agree with awake. that.
0: i don't know i think it would be kind of odd to like choose your own dreams i mean like yeah. before you go to bed like okay what do i want to dream about tonight like i don't know it could be kind of fun but then again oh, yes. um i don't know I, I don't know. I don't think I would want to. I can see both sides. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I mean, there's a lot of dreams I could really think about that I'd love to experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, hey, right, right. yeah. I mean, if I could choose to do that every night, you know, maybe yeah. it would be a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Any, anything else you want to say about that? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Do you think Lita is to blame for the events at the end of the novel, or is she the victim of terrible circumstances?
1: I thought this was a really good question. Um, I did not like her. So I feel like she is to blame. Um, I do feel bad for her because, you know, she is an addict. Um, So that is very hard. And, you know, that's not something she can control. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, And you know she's seeing her dad with Eris and not knowing what's going on with that, but she also was, you know, trying to spy on Atlas and Avery, and all that. So some things she was able to control, and she just really took it too far, I think.
0: And And, uh, go ahead, sorry. No,
1: I was going to say, and like her holding blackmailing them all, not so Eris can't get justice and like drugging Watt like yeah, oh I forgot she, about she that yeah she was like kind of
0: a piece of shit kind of date raped him right like she drugged yeah, him yeah. and got information and yeah you're right um, I totally forgot about that Lita was kind of a sketch character for me like yes she yes. was an addict and that really like to me she was basically an addict who was on the brink of losing her shit like she was yeah, to the point she did, where yeah. she didn't have any control of her life Um, she needed help and that's a very serious situation but like she's paying someone to like basically spy and get information she's Mm. drugging people like Mm. her choices to me were just kind of like she i don't know i thought she was to blame Um, I, i agree yeah i think that you know like she you said she was an addict but at the end of the day like she knew what she was doing
1: yeah. You're
0: right. So I just kind of felt like she didn't have like any. And it might go into the books, the other books more, but like, she was just kind of like, eh, we're just gonna say she fell like no big deal. Like there was no right. like, sympathy or remorse there. And yeah. that just kind of like shocked me.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Like she didn't want to take any blame no. whatsoever for any of her actions at all, and wanted to kind of just play the victim and put it off on other people. So I, I agree with you. I, like I really the- didn't like her character. I
0: like what I wrote. I put I thought Lita was a total piece of shit person on the on the I put being on the brink of losing it is what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, No, I, you're right. You're right. Sometimes I wish y'all could see our show notes. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. Yeah. They
1: are. We don't do spell check sometimes. We sure don't. Mom pop podcast for sure. Exactly. <laughs> all right. And we our, last, our question. last question. Yeah. Um, What do you predict will happen to all of the characters in the next book?
0: I am hoping that we'll get more of an ending for Eris. Um, I hope her girlfriend really figures out the bullshit that went down. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope that she'll kind of fight for her because Uh, I just really liked her. I would also like to learn more about her and I want to learn more about the other characters. Like I want to know more about Atlas. I want to know more about cord. I want to see what happens to her relationships. It didn't Mm -hmm. seem like it was going to be going down between Avery and Atlas because she was worried about, you know, the blackmail and everything. I kind of want to see where that picks up.
1: Yeah, I agree. I actually want to read the other books now. And I, like I said, I didn't think I would even like this. And now I find myself wanting to order the others so I can continue <laughs> continue this saga. Yeah. So I, I really want to see more from it. I do hope the relationships are kind of fixed. And that, again, like you said, the heiress gets some justice. Yeah
0: um it was a good book and I think that actually being able to discuss it and read these questions like you said it um it gave me some more insight into things I didn't even really think about so I'm going to continue reading because I want to know what happens
1: yes I'm gonna get the books as well because now I'm really kind of into it again I read it like I said very quickly and now I want to continue
0: yeah so, so good choice for our first uh, young adult. I'm curious, no, those of you, you um, what you thought of the book. Did you like it? Did you get Gossip Girl vibes from it? Were you really grossed out by the brother-sister uh, romance <laughs> happening? Like, I kind of want to know what you thought. Um
1: yeah. We will open up a discussion as we usually do on our um, Instagram and on Facebook. So come over and join us in those discussions. And if you don't know, we do have an influence the podcast group on Facebook. So we get a little deeper in that group. um, If you would like to join that, if you have some thoughts, maybe that you don't want to share publicly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we have already announced, um, Our book, we said this in the very beginning, our next book is going to be The Whisper Man. Is is that right? Yes, that's right. The Whisper Man, I want to make sure. Um, (laughs) And that book, we are going to be doing the episode, it will be on October 30th.
1: Yes, and I'm sorry, I forgot to put this in the show (laughs) notes, in our notes today, but I will... I will put it in our uh, show notes. But yes, October 30th. So it's going to be a fun episode because this is kind of a scarier, like, it's a thriller mm-hmm. book. And so we're going to do it the day before Halloween. So I really hope that you guys will join us. I think that's a really fun one to read for October, trying to keep it kind of on theme for the next few months.
0: I've read amazing reviews about this book. So I'm really excited. Oh, I'm, glad
1: to- I'm glad to hear that. And
0: I don't read a lot of thrillers. So this is a good, um, a little bit of a different read for me. So I'm excited to get into okay. this one. So yeah, again- I'm excited too. It's The Whisper Man by, I believe it's Alex North, and that episode will be live on October 30th, the day before Halloween.
1: Yeah, so please join us. And again, continue, please, to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And wherever you listen to podcasts, it really helps us get seen. And we ca- we can't do it without you guys. And if you'll continue
0: to share on social media, you all are the best. Yeah, and I wanted to let you know, you can also go to InfluenzaPodcast.com. And we've yes. actually been getting some comments um, on the show notes. Uh, oh, someone great. said that they – Loved our last one, which was the um, fall wish list episode. Okay. And she responded with something like there was a product she wanted, but it was a little less, uh, more than she could afford. So I gave her some other options. So we will communicate with you. Um, Definitely leave comments. You know, we have that available for you so you can get all the information that you need. If there's something that we mentioned that you want to purchase or you want more information on, that will be on influence the podcast.com so it's basically a blog for our podcast and Um, christine writes
1: a post for every every podcast episode
0: yes so we are two bloggers with yet another blog yes (laughs)
1: um so if you are ever and we also put them in the show notes that you can see on itunes yes um, and i'm sure on the other app or, or the other podcast apps as well Um, but so you can always get, go to links or articles that we talk about, but we try to keep those updated. But if you have any questions on anything, just let
0: us know. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm really curious to hear what you guys think of the book and we hope you'll join us on our next, um, reading adventure.
1: Yes. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.